Gems of Youth Work, Sharing Precious Practices. Welcome to Gems of Youth Work, Sharing Precious Practices. I'm your host, Markus Fretscher, and today is all about Europe Goes Local. How to strengthen local youth work? What is the role municipalities can play in that? And how to establish good cooperation with them? Why is dialogue always relevant? And how can we use the European Charter and local youth work and the Changemakers Kit to ensure quality in local youth work? To talk about all this, we are today with Judith Bollock, Project Coordinator of Europe Goes Local at YINT, the Flemish National Agency for Erasmus Plus and the European Solidarity Corps. Europe Goes Local has been incepted in 2016 and is the longest standing strategic cooperation project among national agencies. Judith has been there since the start and explains what are the offers and benefits of Europe Goes Local for youth work. We hope you enjoy this episode and find useful information for yourself. Good morning, Judith, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's really a pleasure to be part of this podcast and uh, talk about Europe Goes Local. Exactly. But before we get down to business, um, first about yourself. How would you describe yourself in a nutshell? So listeners who listen to your voice now and don't know you, what, what image may they have in their head? I am uh, Judith Balog. Uh, I'm Hungarian and uh, I live in Brussels uh, for uh, four years uh, already. I moved here because of this work, uh, Europe Goes Local. Uh, I'm uh, 47 years old uh, and um, yeah, uh, how people could imagine me. Uh, I'm uh, tall uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I Maybe not to talk much about uh, what I look like, but what I like to do. I think it's also nice to imagine uh, people about their hobbies and uh, what they are into and what they are passionate about. Um, so uh, I, what I, I really like in my free time is um, uh, discovering uh, the world around me. I like to walk. I like to uh, travel. Um, also, when I moved here to Brussels, I started to discover Belgium, uh, my second home already. Uh, I also like uh, sports, uh, running, swimming, yoga. So I try to also put some physical activities in my day, uh, besides a lot of work at the computer. Um, yeah, uh, this is me. And uh, um, also, I have to already say that I really love my job. I love youth work. It's also part of my passions, not just my work, actually. So maybe you can tell us a bit about your journey in youth work. How did it start? What's your relation to youth work? Uh, I started really long ago, uh, just uh, after university. I, I graduated um, in Hungarian linguistics and literature, and I also studied history. Uh, I could have been a teacher, actually, in a, in a, a secondary or primary school, but uh, um, I decided to take another path uh, to go for non-formal learning, non-formal education. And um, my very first non-profit or non-formal experience was um, not about youth work, but about refugees and supporting refugees in a small organization in Hungary. That's where I started to volunteer in uh, 1998. Uh, 
yes <laughs> and uh, that was really a great um, learning space for me uh, i i started to learn there how projects work um, how to um, work together with other organizations, what is a non-profit organization, how to write uh, projects and, and project pro proposals. Uh, and um, little by little, uh, this developed. And uh, when I switched to youth work is uh, the point when I started to discover opportunities uh, of, of different European programs to support refugee youth and uh, to support uh, the integration and, and learning of, of refugee youngsters uh, who arrived in Hungary and mostly stayed in reception centers. This was also long ago in around 2000, 2000 between 2000 and 2005, I would say. Uh, and uh, basically that's when I, I switched uh, to youth work from the general uh, refugee support. And then uh, again, uh, from uh, the, the field of, of refugee support, I started to discover um, cultural diversity, um, uh, dialogue in the society, how to support dialogue between uh, different youth groups uh, through youth work, youth exchanges, volunteering. And yes, uh, it was a step-by-step -step approach. And I also worked for uh, the national agency in Hungary uh, in different roles. I worked for Eurodesk. So I think I was on different sides of, of youth work. Uh, uh, and, and I discovered uh, how the different actors uh, take their role in, in supporting and developing youth work, uh, starting with the NGO side and uh, going also a bit to the governmental side. Um, I also took part in some policy processes uh, back in Hungary, and uh, um, eventually I started this work in Europe Goes Local in 2016, when the project started. That's quite a journey. And the topics are still relevant. You mentioned refugees, diversity, all still current topics. Let me ask you, since you've seen so many different aspects of youth work, and also from perspective of NGO perspective of donor, national agency, perspective of uh, cross-sectorial cooperation, also with municipalities, for example. What keeps you motivated to stay in youth work? What is the passion you still have for this field? Yes, uh, I, I'm really, uh, it's really not just my job, but it's part of my life, uh, youth work. I, I really believe in a um, empowering young people that it's really important uh, to make them um, use their own full potentials to understand the world around them uh, better, uh, to, to live a, a complete and full life uh, to, to a great extent. I think uh, youth work can contribute a lot to it, to, to empower them um, in, in different ways to connect them with each other, to empower them in terms of knowledge, communication, self-development. I also think that uh, youth work uh, has a great role in promoting uh, democracy, uh, not just uh, as, a, as a title or, or word, but I still be I believe that uh, democracy is uh, 
the best way uh, to to live in a society uh, where everyone has a voice and uh, everyone's voice matter. And uh, I think youth work is a domain where young people can can learn about this, how their voice can be heard, how they can express their views, their needs, their opinion. This is why I'm in I'm in youth work. I also see the great role, of course, of uh, of uh, formal edu uh, education, formal education, um, to learn about. Uh, uh, different subjects and develop skills uh, in different areas, but but I believe youth work is the one uh, that that can develop uh, skills, so-called soft skills, uh, uh, that makes us uh, um, uh, like citizen make makes us responsible uh, citizens of our societies. So let's get to Europe Goes Local, the actual topic of today. It has been incepted in 2016, as you mentioned, and as far as I know, it is the longest standing and one of the most successful strategic cooperation projects of the national agencies, and you have been there since the start. <laughs> so tell us all about Europe Goes Local. What is it about? For who is it? How did it all start? Definitely, Europe Goes Local uh, has been the longest uh, standing uh, strategic cooperation uh, between national agencies. Um, yes, it started in uh, 2016, and um, um, actually the idea, I think, emerged uh, in 2015. Uh, uh, the whole idea came from um, um, directors of, of some national agencies and, and experts uh, working in the youth field. Uh, to support municipalities in developing youth work and uh, not just uh, to to offer uh, better tools or or better structures in youth work development but also to uh, to help municipalities to benefit more from european opportunities because uh, uh, there are great opportunities both in erasmus plus and the european solidarity corps for them uh, but uh, many of them are not aware or do not use uh, these tools or, or uh, uh, these uh, support measures. But also, if you look at the policy area, policy field, uh, there are various uh, policy documents which could help uh, municipalities actually uh, in uh, developing local strategies, uh, local policies, also in lobbying uh, for resources, for instance. So. The idea was to create a strategic cooperation uh, that supports municipalities to provide uh, better youth work and to have better access to, to European uh, resources, uh, both in terms of projects, uh, financial resources and, and uh, policy support. Uh, and um, why a strategic partnership? Why not just an ordinary uh, like a training course or, or a, a series of training courses? What makes a difference? Uh, first of all, Europe goes local as a strategic partnership involves, uh, of course, in the backbone, the national agencies of Erasmus Plus and the Solidarity Corps, but not only them. Uh, uh, Europe goes local builds on other partners 
at the European level, other organizations, associations that work with the uh, um, uh, municipalities, also European institutions are uh, always involved in different discussions and events. But most importantly, uh, national, regional and local partners, uh, they are uh, the the core of of this project uh, the the national agencies and and uh, the the Erasmus program provides the structure the support but uh, um, the municipalities and and their associations organizations uh, are are the key key partners in shaping this project creating activities uh, taking part in the discussions so uh, it was also it was important to give them a platform to make them space opportunities uh, to to make their voice heard. It seems that this term is coming back in my uh, in 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 this uh, podcast. But as yeah, uh, also this project offers uh, this way for municipalities. And when you say municipality, it can be any size. Like it can be Paris or London, and it can also be. Uh, a little town of 5,000 inhabitants? Yes, or even a small village can be. Uh, we, uh, yes, there is no restriction. And of course, municipality uh, as a term is defined uh, differently in the different countries in Europe. Uh, somewhere municipality is, uh, uh, is a very strict uh, uh, term uh, according to certain criteria in a uh, some other countries, municipality can uh, be any any settlement which have self-governance. So uh, in Europe goes local, we do not have any restriction. Even uh, we try to provide support for all kinds of uh, different municipalities. Uh, just an example, um, uh, in November uh, last year, we had a, a project lab specifically targeting municipalities from rural areas. Uh, so that is because we see that, or we learned um, uh, in in the in the project that uh, different size of municipalities, different areas needs different types of support. So we created a dedicated event specifically for municipalities from uh, rural areas, so they could connect, uh, they could share uh, ideas because the project lab aimed for developing projects together and networking. So uh, these these municipalities could uh, could meet uh, partners uh, with with the same type of types of problems or ideas or potentials. Yeah. So no restriction. <laughs> so we have municipalities. Is it about municipalities cooperating with each other or is it also about municipalities cooperating locally with some NGOs, for example? Who are the main stakeholders and partners in, in a cooperation in Europe goes local? It's mostly about uh, local youth work. So not just municipalities. Uh, of course, uh, municipalities are key providers uh, in, in local youth work, or uh, ideally they are, they are uh, key uh, providers uh, of, of youth work, or at least setting up structures, providing resources. Uh, and But uh, we also consider in Europe Goes Local that youth work is provided in many different ways in the different European countries. In some countries, um, a municipality 
is the key stakeholder because um, uh, they have a dedicated youth department. They are running all the youth centers. Uh, they are hiring different kinds of youth workers who support young people, uh, either like street workers or animators who organize free time activities. So sometimes the municipality, but in several countries, the municipality only provides a space and resource and NGOs deliver youth work. So youth, uh, Europe Goes Local supports all kinds of uh, structures and, and partnerships which provide local youth work. Uh, we also uh, try to showcase uh, in, in our events or through our uh, good practices uh, on our website how these partnerships can work. Uh, either it is a cooperation between municipalities and NGOs, Either it's just local NGOs that focus on, on providing local youth work, or if it's the municipality. Yes, it is all possible. So the main focus is to strengthen local youth work. And one very important approach therein is the work with municipalities, the involvement of municipalities in this, and to make it easier for them to access the European mobility programs like Erasmus Plus and European Solidarity Corps and the, the opportunities offered therein, right? Yes, and with, with respecting the diversity of how youth work is provided or delivered uh, in, the, in the different countries, in the different municipalities or towns, villages, uh, we, in Europe was local, we do not want to impose a one time one solution for everybody but we would like to embrace also this uh, diversity of of delivering youth work the key is quality what we would like to support is quality and uh, to support good access to to european uh, support funding and also we would like to support networking of these actors because we also discovered in the past that um, municipalities it is, um, yes, have some opportunities to network with each other, but not specifically about youth policy or youth work. And we wanted to make sure that we create opportunities for all these experts, actors from the local level to network with each other and to work on uh, ideas and projects also together. Do you happen to have any numbers about how many people, municipalities, organizations have been involved in Europe Goes Local since its inception? Yes, um, we have um, quite yeah, like um, um, big numbers. Uh, we always say that uh, we have uh, about 200, 200, uh, 250 municipalities actively involved uh, in, the, in the project. Uh, but uh, and and currently we started an online platform. Uh, it started uh, last May, uh, where we keep all those uh, uh, partners who participated in our events and activities. And in the online platform, we have three hundred people at this moment, and it's going to grow. Uh, we can see that the platform and uh, the number of members uh, rapidly growing. Um, so let's see, uh, we are estimating uh, to, to uh, enlarge this platform uh, for about 500 people this year, which includes uh, uh, partners uh, from the national level, uh, also 
participants of our activities, um, our upcoming conference, um, but also in every country. Um, ideally, there is a national working group uh, that works on EGL uh, that creates activities within uh, the member countries of, of Europe Goes Local. So all these national working group members will also join this platform. So that's why I'm saying about 500 people is foreseen uh, to join this platform in uh, uh, 2023. And what would you say is the impact that Europe Goes Local provides? What is the added value Europe Goes Local has brought to youth work, are there maybe any successes that you are especially proud of? Uh, Europe Goes Local's added value, uh, I think, is um, uh, first of all, in some municipalities or in some towns, to simply uh, strengthen uh, um, the recognition of, of youth work, youth policy in, uh, in uh, municipal uh, policy making, uh, for example. Uh, but uh, also there are uh, already concrete activities for new projects, uh, project applications under under the, the two programs. Maybe to mention uh, something really uh, specific and, and big, <laughs> um, uh, or the, uh, I think maybe the listeners of, of this post podcast heard about the uh, European Charter on Local Youth Work. Uh, this charter was created within the project. Uh, it was uh, launched in 2019. Uh, the charter is a, is a sort of guideline or a support document for, um, for NGOs or for uh, municipalities who would like to develop their work further uh, in the area of youth work. Uh, and uh, I think it's to be proud of that uh, when we created the charter, uh, we also ran uh, two rounds of consultations with our members. So all the members uh, had their say about their needs, what this charter should include. Um, we consulted with them about the structure, the content, what would be useful for them. So it's really a collaborative work, uh, which um, resulted uh, in this charter in 2000, 2019. And um, by now, we can see that uh, uh, more and more uh, organizations uh, use this charter. Uh, a very concrete example is Croatia. Uh, in Croatia, uh, the National Agency and uh, the Association of, of Croatian Cities uh, created a label for youth-friendly cities. And uh, this label uh, has the charter as a backbone with uh, quality criteria. So. Basically, um, the charter became really a strict guideline or a concrete uh, guiding document uh, for all these cities to achieve this title uh, in, in Croatia. I think this is probably uh, the, the strongest uh, or more outstanding uh, achievement uh, with the use of the charter. But there are also other ways, um, several other ways uh, to use the charter. Uh, we started to use it in um, different activities uh, to stimulate discussions in uh, study visits, for example. Uh, there was a study visit in uh, Slovakia last year uh, where uh, the participants used the charter and its guidelines uh, to discuss about what they saw during the study visit uh, in the different municipalities that they visited. So. Um, 
it was a guiding document for them uh, for their discussion for to to have their observations about uh, uh, about uh, youth work uh, in the visited uh, places so uh, there are several examples that the charter is in use maybe something else to mention uh, we started to create a network of multipliers so called uh, charter ambassadors uh, uh, at this moment, we have 26 uh, uh, persons who were trained to be a charter ambassador and uh, uh, they voluntarily uh, participated in this training course and, and voluntarily became a charter ambassador to promote youth work, to promote the charter outside their, organi their own organizations or, or municipalities. So we are also creating this support network um, step by step, uh, which can also help others uh, to, to develop quality in, in youth work. Yeah, these are a few stories, I think, a few examples, but uh, there are several other ones about activities, um, about uh, how um, different NGOs, organizations, municipalities started to connect with each other. Uh, even some of them had their first step to the to to the European context uh, through Europe goes local. We experienced this at the start of the project, that uh, several municipalities got the first opportunity for European networking uh, through this project. Transfer service. Now that we heard what Europe Goes Local is about, if I am a municipality or a youth organization and I think that's a great thing what Europe Goes Local does, I also want to strengthen my local youth work. <laughs> I want to cooperate maybe with a municipality or youth work organization. Um, what are the offers of Europe Goes Local? You mentioned already the charter, the charter ambassadors, the platform, the network, the support for quality. Um, what what other offers are there by Europe Goes Local? As far as I know, there's also project labs and study visits and conferences and more, no? Uh, if uh, Yes, if you are um, coming from a, a youth work organization, a local organization or a, a municipality, you can uh, benefit from several offers of, of, of Europe Goes Local, uh, both at the European and the national level. We shouldn't forget that uh, Europe Goes Local has two layers uh, and uh, we offer activities and tools at the European level, but it's also important that there are offers at the national level. Because as I mentioned uh, before, uh, each national agency created a national working group uh, for Europe goes local uh, to to create activities opportunities uh, for national and local level or regional level because we shouldn't forget that we also have two neighboring regions of the EU in the project we have uh, southeast Europe and eastern Europe and the Caucasus and there the two regional salto centers uh, take the leading role uh, to to create activities uh, at the at the regional level so what these uh, offers are uh, there are uh, study visits, uh, multilateral, but can also be bilateral uh, to see youth 
network in another country uh, on specific topics. Uh, we also, as you mentioned, offer project labs, uh, which are to stimulate networking, uh, help the participants uh, to work on, on uh, project ideas together. Uh, we also have training courses uh, in the in the project. Uh, we have been uh, running a long-term training course for several years. It's called Lobbying for Youth Work. Uh, it is specifically uh, for municipalities uh, to lobby for uh, recognition of youth policy and youth work and to lobby for resources. Uh, it's a long-term training course, which means that the participants commit uh, for, uh, for a long-term process. They take part in uh, three trainings, uh, training events, and in between, there is uh, homework for them, tasks to do, and uh, they also get uh, mentorship, uh, mentoring support uh, to do their activities, to already um, uh, test and check uh, what they learned in the training, uh, how it works uh, in practice. So uh, we also offer this, this kind of um, uh, activities in the project. And yes, we have a yearly network conference. Um, that's probably the most important event uh, in, in the project, although the smaller scale activities are also very crucial because in a small uh, a smaller scale study visit or a training, we can go deeper into a certain topic. But the conference brings together uh, all these national working group members and other partners uh, uh, from the project. And uh, the conference, uh, have usually um, multiple purpose. Uh, it has the purpose of networking, surely, uh, but also uh, peer learning. Uh, there are several sessions about presenting good practices. So there it's not um, our task as coordinators of national agencies to present, but uh, the participants present their practices uh, to each other. So also, the diversity of local youth work is really showcased uh, in, in these conferences. Uh, in the conferences, we also plan together, we create plans, we co-create plans uh, for Europe Goes Local, both for the national and the European level. So this is also always a planning event. And we also make sure that uh, we have some um, uh, crucial uh, keynotes, some inputs uh, from uh, uh, policymakers or researchers. We also find it important to bring research results, outcomes uh, closer to uh, to municipalities and, and uh, to the uh, practice level. Uh, so these large European events uh, try to uh, uh, bring some food for thought uh, uh, to to the partners and and uh, uh, some some ideas uh, that they can use in their in their actual daily work. Um, besides this, uh, besides the events, uh, we also uh, pay a lot of attention uh, to our communication. Uh, we have some sections on our uh, website uh, where we uh, present good practices. We interview uh, good practice providers, municipalities or NGOs or European networks. Uh, we just want to make sure that we show practices uh, that uh, are beneficial and that can be applicable uh, to other uh, partners in Europe goes local. So to um, 
to give some input for, for future development through these good practices also uh, to, to our partners. Um, yeah, that's, and then uh, if uh, someone is interested, of course, there is easy access through social media also uh, to, to all these materials, but also directly uh, from our website. Um, another thing uh, is uh, what I said already, this online uh, platform that we started. Um, I think it's pretty unique in the in the youth field, uh, in, in uh, the youth sector, uh, that uh, we created uh, an online space uh, where uh, we invite, as I said, all our event participants, all our national partners and the members of national working groups uh, to be present, to uh, present their good practices also there uh, to post their own uh, invitations for collaboration <clears throat> and um, um, also we post our uh, offers uh, to to our partners so what are the first steps you would recommend to people working in municipalities or youth work organizations if they want to start strengthening their local youth work I didn't mention one tool yet that we worked uh, hard on <laughs> also in the past. Uh, we do not just have the charter, but we have an online toolkit to support the charter. The use of the charter is the change makers kit. It's also accessible through our website. And uh, if uh, we are not talking about going for an event or uh, being part of an activity or a mentoring uh, process offered by uh, the, the national agency, I would simply recommend to check out uh, this Changemakers Kit because uh, the Changemakers Kit offers a learning path or a quality development path uh, to anyone working in youth work. Um, the the Changemakers Kit uh, is uh, following the structure of the charter. So it has the same topics. Uh, it also uh, has the the same uh, principles uh, mentioned uh, or listed uh, in the charter. But besides or upon beyond uh, these these principles, uh, we also offer supporting documents. For example, you can check uh, policy background uh, for the certain uh, principles, or you can check good practices that are connected uh, to the certain principles. But um, we believe that uh, the change. Yeah, we call it Change Makers Kit. We aim for some change uh, with, with this toolkit. And uh, we believe that change in youth work uh, can only start through dialogue uh, between the different stakeholders. It's not a one-person domain, uh, not in a municipality, neither in an NGO. There are several uh, stakeholders involved. Um, if we look at the only the municipality, uh, there are decision makers uh, whose role is crucial, there are also the youth workers, uh, there are civil servants, and of course, the partnering NGOs. So dialogue between these actors uh, is, is a key. And uh, to start this dialogue, we provide guiding questions uh, for each principle, each, we call them bullet point of the, of the charter. Um, so if um, um, 
someone, um, a, a professional is ready to develop quality, uh, then it's a very simple and easy way to go into this change makers kit and see these this, uh, guiding questions and uh, use, apply these questions and create a dialogue situation in your professional environment uh, with this dialogue create a structure, create a process uh, for, for de developing quality. You can uh, also assess uh, the, uh, the quality of youth work uh, in, in your environment uh, through the Change Makers Kit. You can uh, uh, store uh, the results of your quality assessment uh, if you simply create a, a login and a, a very simple account without providing so much information. and Beyond this, if you go through all these steps, you can also uh, put your plans into the change makers kit. So uh, you decide uh, to work on, um, um, for example, uh, the core principles, to what extent the core principles of youth work are applied in your environment. Uh, you can uh, um, invite your colleagues, uh, start a dialogue with them, assess your current youth work, uh, look up some uh, reference documents, research or policy, and then all together, in the end, create a plan, create an action plan. You can write this into the into the change makers kit, you can download it, you can come back to it later. Um, so simply, you can um, create a quality development path for your organization or, or for the municipality in a bigger uh, context uh, to, to uh, develop quality and to make some changes uh, in youth work. To use this tool, you don't need to be part of uh, um, the national working group or you don't have to have any permission from anyone or... or uh, Nobody needs to start uh, to push the start button, but you, the youth worker or the professional. But of course, if you need help, you can also uh, contact the national agency. If there is a charter ambassador in your country, you can also get in touch with the charter ambassador. You can also get in touch uh, with me at the European level, if you feel like. Um, so we can we can also give support, but uh, the change makers kit can also be used uh, simply individually uh, on on a on the decision based on the decision of of the municipality or or the youth organization, and uh, it's also important that the journey, this uh, quality development journey through the change makers kit doesn't need to be linear. You can just take one topic, you can take one bullet point, one principle that you would like to examine, you would like to maybe test uh, the how the change makers kit functions. Um, so you don't have to uh, follow a long process if you don't intend to or if it's not important in your work. Just Take one topic, start this journey as you wish, make the priorities as it's needed for, on your side, in your own environment, and, and use the toolkit. Uh, it's there and uh, uh, it's, it's easy to use. Also, if you started to use it and you have feedback about it, 
please send it to me because uh, uh, it's uh, this toolkit is not something uh, that cannot be uh, improved or or that cannot be further developed. So it's also important on our side that more and more municipalities or or NGOs start using it and also uh, give feedback to us about maybe what could make it more user friendly or what content could be added. Uh, yeah, so it's. It can be a win-win journey, I think, if more actors uh, would would use it in their daily work. What are the plans for the future of Europe Goes Local? What can we expect 2023 and the following years? For the future, what is really exciting at this moment uh, is that I think I would mention two things. One is definitely uh, developing further this online platform. Uh, uh, it's uh, to to keep to create a community also online uh, in in youth work uh, through our events and and the involvement of our national partners. Uh, this online platform is not uh, based on like application, so it's it's not possible to um, for a youth worker just to join uh, this platform. Uh, through a login, it's based on uh, always the events that we have. So if you take part in an event, you will be part of the online platform, or if you are part of the uh, national working group, you will be part of it. But um, yeah, to make sure that this platform is is not just uh, um, a, a place uh, for, for event coordination, but it's also a place for a community uh, online. And this is one of the, I think, exciting tasks uh, for, for this year and also the coming years. Uh, another uh, thing is the um, further promotion of the charter and the Changemakers Kit, because uh, uh, the Changemakers Kit has uh, various uh, opportunities. As I described, uh, anyone can just use it uh, to develop further uh, youth work in the local context, but it can also be used to steer discussions in events, uh, to steer discussions in study visits, as, as I said. And uh, in, um, um, in the role of our uh, conferences. We will have our uh, next conference in uh, Stockholm, uh, Sweden, on the uh, from the 23rd to the 25th of May uh, this year. And we are already preparing for uh, a future conference in 24, uh, which will be a large-scale event together with uh, another strategic partnership, Democracy Reloading. Uh, democracy reloading also works with municipalities, mainly to promote participation and democracy in the local context. And we will have a joint event uh, with, with this partnership uh, for about 300 people. Uh, so at this moment, we are preparing two conferences. Uh, the conference in Stockholm will be more on uh, youth work in general, the basic youth work offer and uh, um, the youth work agenda uh, in Europe, uh, and then another event on uh, how local youth work can support participation in the local context. So several activities are coming, also this online platform and the work with the charter remains a flagship as well as uh, smaller scale activities. Uh, we will have study visits again this year, also project labs, training courses. So 
we would like to keep on going with the with the same um, uh, um, pace and activities uh, that we started in the in the in the past and to strengthen all these pillars of of Eurogos local. Great that there's so many opportunities, but let's also talk about the challenges and pitfalls. So the municipalities and the youth work organizations or maybe other stakeholders in Europe goes local and in local youth work, what would you say are classic challenges or pitfalls that they face when strengthening and implementing local youth work? When we meet uh, uh, youth workers, uh, we always hear a lot about uh, challenges and um, there are, I think challenges are in uh, two categories. There are challenges that are always present uh, in, in youth work, but of course the current uh, times uh, also bring uh, challenges uh, to, to youth work. So um, what is the yeah the what are the challenges that that has been staying in youth work in several uh, uh, municipalities or or even yeah countries uh, the recognition of youth work uh, is uh, still um, not not so high uh, compared to other uh, policy domains for example so here really lobbying and uh, um, um, developing lobbying skills and lobbying strategies can really help, but I believe uh, with the cooperation with other partners. Um, and uh, it's, it relates to the recognition, but then it comes to resources, uh, which are not always sufficiently provided. Um, Unfortunately, uh, several, for example, uh, local youth work organizations really just rely on projects and uh, are not able to uh, have uh, permanent support uh, for, for providing daily youth work. So this is obviously a challenge uh, in, a, um, in, in so many countries. Um, and the current uh, times, um, it's not nice uh, to close with talking about crisis, but definitely there are challenges about the war in Ukraine, uh, in in most especially in the in the neighboring countries uh, of of Ukraine, which re received uh, uh, many refugees, uh, refugee youth also. Um, uh, but uh, also, of course, the energy crisis because. Well, how does it have an impact on youth work? Definitely, it has an impact on young people, <clears throat> on the life of young people, uh, but also on the allocation of resources between different policy areas. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, there is always uh, some challenge uh, to face, uh, but um, with I believe that with cooperation uh, with different stakeholders and uh, to find some initiatives that can support uh, different uh, development processes, at least um, these uh, uh, challenges can be tackled, even if not totally overcome, but, but uh, some problems can be, can be tackled. You mentioned challenges and crisis. What is your forecast for the future of youth work? And positively, what is your wish or your message 
for the future of youth work? I would uh, uh, start with uh, uh, the wish, maybe. <laughs> yes, uh, I would. Uh, I would wish for really better recognition of of youth work uh, to recognize uh, the role of youth work uh, in the life of young people and how youth work is inevitable uh, in uh, uh, to to provide uh, good support uh, for for young people so it's not enough to provide social support or family care or education but uh, youth work can equally contribute and my wish is to have this recognition in every country uh, in in Europe. I'm talking about uh, Europe, uh, and um, um, I, I hope that uh, Europe goes local can contribute uh, to this uh, with with its tools, uh, with the charter, with being part of different processes. We try to take part in uh, discussions at the European level as well uh, to bring uh, the municipal. Um, dimension into European policies, uh, for example, when we can uh, uh, also, when we are also invited to the table to uh, to, to see our, our views. Um, and uh, maybe, yeah, I think what is uh, uh, quite positive in these times besides crisis uh, situations is that I think we, we are uh, all uh, getting back to our uh, work rhythm and and pace as it was before uh, covid times um there has there um have been uh, some challenges also after the um, the strict uh, lockdowns after the covid years i think we are we were able to uh, overcome more or less those challenges that were caused by uh, covid so uh, hopefully, uh, we can also, uh, yeah, tackle or or overcome any other crisis situations that are imposed by the current uh, geopolitical matters. Yeah, uh, a forecast is difficult to to give. I'm I'm not sure that I am uh, I'm capable of that. But uh, but yes, my my. Um, Hope and my intention is to contribute uh, to to this better recognition of of youth work also in the future. Thank you so much, Judith, for joining us today and sharing all your insights and explaining about all the opportunities of Europe Goes Local for youth work in Europe, specifically for local youth work and cooperation with municipalities. And thank you so much for all the great work you have done and all the opportunities that have been provided by Europe Goes Local and of course good luck for the future Thank you very much for uh, having me in the podcast, thanks This has been our podcast episode with Judith Bollock, Project Coordinator of Europe Goes Local at Yint the Flemish National Agency for Erasmus Plus and the European Solidarity Corps. If you are inspired now to also strengthen local youth work, or if you want to find out more about Europe Goes Local, contact your national Europe Goes Local working group at your Erasmus Plus National Agency, or check out the many online resources provided by Europe Goes Local. The website, the European Charter on Local Youth Work, 
the Change Makers Kit, the Good Practice Collection, the platform, and find out about upcoming events and opportunities. We hope to welcome you soon again at our upcoming episodes. Stay tuned. Gems of Youth Work is funded by the Erasmus Plus program of the European Commission with the support of the Estonian National Agency.